Good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place podcast. I am Pastor Todd. This week, Pastor Byron is preaching a message to edify the church. I hope you are edified as well. And now, Pastor Byron. This morning, we're going to be sharing about in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2. And uh, uh, it's, it's like... Uh, in, in God's plan, it's like icing on a cake. You know, the old prophets, they, they were prophesying the coming of a Messiah and, uh, and, and also the second coming of, of the Messiah. And, and as that truth became real, experiencing this, but were outside the house. Now, when they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from Every nation under heaven, when they heard this sound, the sound went beyond the building. Beyond the building. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galilean or uneducated. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what shall we, what does this mean? And some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and answered the crowd, Fellow Jews and all you who live here in Jerusalem, let me explain this and and listen carefully to what I say. In other words, there was a false narrative going out from the people outside the house. And that, in that false narrative, Peter being Peter would say, I am not going to allow this false negative to have any root. So he rose up and he spoke. Now we're going to take a little journey off Acts and look at the development of this man Peter that would not settle for a false narrative that they were all drunk. Because we have his journey recorded in the Gospels. And I want to remind you that of all the apostles, Peter's name is mentioned most in the Scriptures. And closely after, about 20 or 30 times less, John, and then then it goes really downhill. We don't hear much about the apostles. But a couple of weeks ago I told you about Thomas, believing Thomas, that as he touched Jesus, he went almost to the ends of the earth. He traveled further than any other apostle, even all the way to India. And to this day, there's a church planted in India where he was martyred. And still the gospel is coming out of that church that Thomas planted. 
So you never know, guys, what you're saying, how long it's going to last. How long it's going to last. Well, what about Peter? Might say he's outspoken. He might, you know, that's, I guess that's why his name got mentioned so many times. Because when the other guys were silent, he had something to say. So what about Peter? What about Peter? In Luke 5, it says, I was just commenting, because, he, because you said. You know, in the infancy of knowing Jesus, when he had fished all night and caught nothing, Jesus said, cast out your nets. And, and I, I don't know what you, it doesn't say what's going on in his mind, but as he's encountering this Jesus, Messiah, and, I, and we, what we don't know in Scripture is the reflection of the voice. You know, that could, be, that could change the whole story. He might have said, well, because you said, or he could have said, because you said, I'm going to do it. So we don't know what the inflection was, but we do know he did it and caught a great catch. Then in Matthew 15, he had an inquisitive mind. He said, explain the parable. He stood up for the 12 and said, Jesus, I want to know the depth of what you're saying. He said, Ex please, please explain the parable. Parable, para parable. And then Matthew 16, he made a declaration and said, declares that when he was asked, who am I? He spoke up and said, you are the Messiah. You are the one sent. And then, in, and then in Matthew 17, as we're getting close to Jesus coming to fulfill what he did, he was present at the transfiguration. And God chose him and a couple other disciples to be there and see Jesus glorified. And then, and then, of course, he spoke. He was the one that spoke out and said, man, it's good we're here, man. We're seeing who you are. We're seeing the brilliance of your glory. You know what? I, I think we need to build up some little houses here so we can remember this throughout all time. And then in John chapter 6, and John chapter 6, you know, we all come to those times where we might come to the end of our rope. And we say, What's next? What, what do I need to do? And he said, in there he says, um, to whom will we go? You see, Jesus is that go person. He's that person. When everything in self-effort has failed, Peter knew, you know what? There's no place else to go but to you, Jesus. To you, Jesus. Then in John chapter 13, when Jesus was honoring his followers and washing their feet. Of course, Peter, in that boldness, you can't wash my feet. You know what? Humility is so important in our journey. But Peter said, you know, no, no way. If you're going to wash anything, you're going to wash everything. And you know what? Jesus didn't turn away from him in what might appear arrogance, but he washed him. He washed him. And then in Matthew chapter 16 and going forward into some other little verses, we're going to see about Jesus 
touching this man, Peter, and forming his identity. You know, we need that touch of Jesus in our life to allow him and cooperate him to form in our identity in total trust in him. In, in Matthew chapter 16, he looked at Peter and says, Hey, man, you're the rock. You're the rock. That's who I see you being, Peter. Then in Matthew 26, Jesus predicts that the rock that he declared is going to have a problem of denial. But in, in that prophetic word, he said, Peter, Peter, I want to let you know that I will be standing with you even in your denial. In another scripture, we find out that in the, when he was in the process of denying Jesus, there's a little scripture that talks about Jesus took a little glance at him and their eyes met. Their eyes met. And in Matthew chapter 26, he actually denies Jesus. But quickly repents and weeps and to a God that's full of second chances, a God that's committed to you and me no matter what. And then, and then, uh, and then what's really beautiful, uh, uh, the resurrection took place. Jesus is alive. It's amazing. He has risen from the dead. And the angel came uh, to some women and said, amazing thing, he says, go tell the disciples I'm risen. And Peter. Go tell the disciples and Peter. Jesus had that compassion for him to, to call him out that my death and resurrection and my blood for sh shed was for you, Peter. For you, Peter. And for all the others. And then we have in John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Uh, just before his ascension, he encounters Peter again and reminds him that he's a rock. He's the one that is loved and forgiven even out of failure. And he says, Peter, three times. You might have denied me three times, but I'm going to remind you three times, feed my sheep. I've anointed you. I've called you. And I support you even in your failure. Even in your failure. Let's go back now. That's Peter. That's Peter. I think it's important to know that as he now spoke boldly to the people in Jerusalem about what was happening. And he said in Acts 2, these people are not drunk. New narrative. New narrative, they're not drunk, but as you suppose, it's, it's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. 
So he counters untruth with truth. Hey, church, the only truth there is that we'll ever know is written in the word of God. And every word that's in there will never fail. Never fail. So he, so he goes on and he, he talks about the prophet Joel. And he says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Uh, we have a church that God is developing prophetic. I'm glad you could be a recipient of that, Toby. And he says, and he says uh, your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. I see visions, but maybe I'm so old I'm getting more dreams. <laughs> but but it's, uh, God is amazing uh, where he'll take us in dreams. You know, I, I just remind you, when I was in the hospital and my, Nancy was so concerned and I, was, I had to be hospitalized for COVID and they were giving me all these drugs and they said, well, dude, you, you know, watch out, you can have a lot of nightmares. No nightmares, just God dreams. That's, that, that's where God has us. Uh, you know, the world might say the drugs will give you nightmares. I got blessed dreams of being with Jesus. So he said, uh, and then uh, even my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. You know, God gave an equal place to men and women to minister in his church in his church. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of our Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's, uh, we have a little challenge from Tori this morning. It's, it's not only she going to Cambodia, but it's us in this world. There are people desperate, desperate to hear the loving forgiveness of God that's presented in the gospel of Jesus. And, 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 and there's all this stuff going on, signs, wonders, and miracles, and all this going on is also, Joe was saying, yes, we have a coming king. We have a savior that will return. In Jesus' name. Uh, that is the full gospel. He came born of a virgin. He displayed his power to forgive sin and heal the sick. And, he, and there we go. Turn the lights back on. Keep the light on. So, and, and then, uh, and then uh, he, he paid with his own life the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus that we need. And then he rose it from, from the dead and he is soon coming. He is soon coming. And then, and then um, he, he starts kind of the sermon, uh, sermon part. He says, you fellow Israelites, listen to this Jesus of Nazareth who was, who was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him as yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead. 
freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. There's nothing, I want to let you know, church, keep your intimacy with Jesus. There's nothing that the enemy could pour out that can shake you. But when we go through, when we go through difficult times, and they and they will come, we're not we're not uh, 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 we're not just uh, protected from going through some difficult times. But when they come, when they come, remember they're only will make you stronger. They'll only make you stronger. You know, I, I, I have a little saying in my own that I use for myself. I say, wow, I'm going through this difficult time, Lord. And I change it into a prayer. I said, God, thank you for what I'm going through because now I can witness and your demonstration of how you can help me in life. It's only asking him for help. And then when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And that's the question that needs to be asked, uh, lead people to ask what we should do. I, you know, myself, I, I love what First Peter talks about, and I, I think it's an amazing tool for sharing the gospel with, of Jesus Christ. It's, it's a, a matter of not only the words, but the life and all coming together to call people, it says in First Peter, it says, and be ready to give an account to those who ask you. You know, it's uh, living for Jesus and intimacy with Jesus is like a, uh, like a something calling people like the grandmother thing. I want what my grandmother has. That's exactly what that is. Is they're seeing this, they're seeing this displayed before them and they're seeing the results of the active work of the Holy Spirit actively working. And they have to come to that place. What's going on? Like they said, brothers, what shall we do? And then Peter replies, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That you will receive a gift, the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off for all who are whom the Lord our God will call. You know, it, it, and I believe, I love that we're a part of a church that say gifts of the Spirit have not ended. They're actively working. And, and we're asking, we're always asking the Holy Spirit, we want more. We want more. And I know as Nancy and I pray for all of you in this church, and we have, a, we have an opportunity to see God do some amazing things. And we go to, and we go to our list. 
And I love when we have to scratch people off the list and it's just, it's done. And we're scratching people off the list. It's done. Thank you, Jesus. But in the asking, we, we th remember, when we go to God with these difficult things, always go before him with thanksgiving. It's, he's not a what-if God. He's a yes and amen God. So, and one of the things I, I shared with Nancy, I said, you know what? We have people in this church that the medical profession has no answer and no medication. Thank you, Jesus, that your healing power is presented here and you you can do exceedingly beyond what we could ever ask and think. You're the, I love praying this in the, on mornings, you're the God of the impossible. Amen. You're the God of the impossible. And um, so he said, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sin, for you receive a gift, the Holy Spirit. And that promise is for today. That promise is for today. In him, in him, there is no lack. There is no lack. Um, we, uh, we have our basement all painted up with all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's a spiritual journey. And, and sometimes when Nancy and I, we get this place where we say, uh, we just don't know. And... Uh, and, and the artist that drew part of, that, of our basement has a, a glorious picture. And in that picture, uh, it looks like bread loaves coming down from heaven. And they're just coming down, coming down. It could be manna. It could be, could be even gold. I don't know. But they're, they're painted kind of goldish color. And Nancy and I would sit before that, that picture on our wall and look at that supply. You know what? We say to ourselves, you know what? Your supply is always greater than what our need is. Oh, amen. <clears throat> your supply is always greater than our need. So pour it on, Lord. For we will give you the glory and we will give you the praise. Then, then he goes on to say, with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accept this message will be baptized. And there were 3,000 were added to their number that day. You know what? It's amazing. That message... Uh, it had more words that are not recorded, and and I, and I love when it says any 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 with many other words. He pleaded with them. You know, if you could only open your eyes to see the Jesus I know, if you can only see when I failed him. His love surrounded me. And when, 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 before he left, he commissioned me and said, I've empowered you 
and I'm asking you to feed my sheep. And it's it's a it's an amazing thing. And you know what? It's uh it's the uh, the church needs to know the depth of his love and his grace over all of us. You know, it's an amazing contrast is given here and amazing the first launching of the Holy Spirit invading the lives of believers, 3,000 were saved. And Jesus is greater than Moses, who they held up. When he brought the law, 3,000 died. Do you know what? Keeping the law, you could never, ever receive your salvation keeping the law. Jesus fulfilled the law. And when we came to him, we received righteousness. Nothing you could ever or I could ever attain by self-effort. Never. 3,000 died. Now 3,000 were saved. What a, what a voice to the body of Christ that what happened there at the launching of God supplying power to the church. And then it goes on, they devo- then, it, then it goes on to action points. Action points. What, what was the, you know, sometimes you've got to see a picture. What is the results of Pentecost? What are the results of people being baptized in the Holy Spirit and given the power of God to be witnesses for Jesus. What, what's the results? And I'm glad the book of Acts goes right into the results of this great event of when the Holy Spirit came to empower believers. What were the results? Right away, it talks about them. Is they devoted themselves to teaching. Hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They became connected with fellowship, breaking bread and praying together. It's just a hunger to connect with other believers and kind of have a cup of coffee and maybe a donut and, and pray for one another. So, so the initially, initially there was a, a, just a great need to come together to hear what God was doing. That's partly why we open the mic every Sunday to hear testimony. You know, it, it's part of the, that's part of the whole thing of, of just learning more about who Jesus is and what he is, breaking bread and prayer. Um, it's having an environment, having an environment where we can be filled with awe. Where we can be filled with awe. It's uh, Nancy and I and our our journey is, has we've seen miraculous healing 
and we want more. It, we, as the body of Christ, Holy Spirit wants to awe us and increase our faith to know that God can do exceedingly above what we can ask or think. And, and this awe comes from many wonders, signs performed by the apostles, and it didn't end with them. It didn't end with them. It's, um, and then also, uh, every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. You know, uh, uh, you know it, it was so new and so exciting to them, they just had to get together. They just had to get together. And it says here, every day they got together. You know, and I think, I think the Lord for the tool that Nancy and I have, that we can get together with all of you as we share communion every morning and declare your names before his throne of grace and mercy. And it, and it says, uh, and they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. You know, and what I love about this church is that uh, they're, they're, you know, I never come here without being blessed by you all. You know, uh, I, I have Don over here. He, he's in the other room. He, he, he always says, Byron, I'll make you a cup of coffee. And uh, I don't drink a lot of coffee. So I said, you know, make a decaf. I already had one this morning because I get too much caffeine on me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I can go off the top here, you know, and, and it's, uh, but it's, uh, so it's just these little blessings, little blessings, and in the way this church, we, you know, as we see, we, uh, I don't, you know, I hang around here, and I've been in other churches, and when the service is over, vacate. Everybody, and some of them might, some of them might say, I hope this is not here in this church, but I can picture these people heading out to the parking lot and saying, boy, pastor was amazing this morning. Wasn't that challenging and amazing what he said? I can't remember a word he said, but it was good. It was really good. <laughs> but, but he says, uh, so uh, uh, I just know it was good. So, so um, and then in 40, verse 40, he said, praising God and enjoying the favor of of all the people. And the Lord added to them daily. I'm a firm believer that I walk in his favor. And helps me even hurdle over every issue, every problem. You know, and and as a, a really tough thing was when, when, when I got the COVID virus, and then it got worse. And then we made the decision to go to the hospital. And then knowing friends of ours that, that passed away in the hospital. And you know what? Every one of us, every one of us can have a moment of fear. And, and that needs to go. And as Nancy and I kissed each other, and she could not go with me, I had to go alone. And I had to go to a room all by myself. But by God's grace, at 3 o'clock in the morning, when I 
when they took me to my room, a young male nurse had in large letters in his sweatshirt, faith. And fear left. And in three days, I was on my way back home. In closing, we're going to go back to Peter. This one that Jesus invested in, called him a rock, said, you may deny me, but I still love you. And declared, you will feed my sheep. In Matthew 18, he asked a question. How many times should we forgive? How many times should we forgive? You know what? All of us, all of us who know him and know his love and know his mercy and know his truth and know who he is, we have to say, we have to say, we were forgiven. And the depth of that forgiveness for each of us is I will remember in Romans, I will remember your sins no more. In that depth of forgiveness, don't ever allow some petty conflict take you the place of not forgiving somebody. So, worship team, Father, we just ask you, Lord, anybody on Zoom, anybody might, might be here, maybe you've never experienced the depth of his love and forgiveness. And we want to let you know it's available. It's available. It's only about changing your mind about who God is, that he's not your problem, he's your solution. He's not your lack, he's your supply. And by receiving the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus in your life, you can have connection, unbroken connection with the Father. And the power to forgive people that might have hurt you along your journey. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I pray the Lord uses today's message by Pastor Byron to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of The Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site so none of your information is compromised. Once again, Thank you for tuning in to the Gathering Place podcast. God bless you and have a great week.